Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I'm your host, James McLam, and I'm joined with my good friend, Brandon from Oklahoma, who is now living in Phoenix. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing fantastic today, James. It's a blessing to be on here with you, my friend. Well, it's always a good time when I get to talk with you and to have uh, some association with you. Uh, folks, if you don't know Brandon, you need to look him up. Well, actually, we need to put a link somewhere. This guy's got it going, so we're really... <laughs> great that he was able to to find some time in his schedule to be our co-host but first off how hot is it out your way I, i've heard that it's just like today well that. no well no, no well today it's cool it's cool day it's 105 um <laughs> this past week it's been about 115 so it's cool today 105 yeah, but it's, a, it's a dry heat right? it's a dry heat. Uh, the dry heat does help it really does <laughs> so you're 105 in north carolina you, you oh, would just walk no. outside in your yeah, shirt drenched well, our <laughs> guest today, our guest today is mindset coach. And we've been having a lot of mindset coaches lately, but this guy knows his stuff, Jeff Hagee. Jeff Hagee is a mindset coach, also from out in Arizona. Entrepreneur, mindset coach. Hey, he was a rodeo cowboy at one time. This guy has got a varied background, but some of the most profound advice that We've we've had in quite a while. This 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 man really brought it to us today. What what is our audience going to learn? What was the takeaway you had, Brandon? Yeah, Jeff. So whenever I um, was able and I agreed to you know be a co-host with you, I saw that he did a lot of stuff with athletes. So I thought, oh, maybe this is just too much focus on athletes. But when he broke it down, and he even mentioned this, the stuff that he teaches is not just for athletes. It's for anyone. It's for students, which he does a lot of work with. But it's also for adults who need help as well. So the message to the, the audience and you guys are about to hear today is incredible because Jeff has a mindset that is unique and it's different, but it's not that difficult to obtain if you really want it. He kind of breaks it down of how you can also obtain it. It gives you a lot of free resources as well. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he has offered a lot of free resources. So I want you to look down in the show notes and click on the links that we have provided for you down there so that you can connect with him. Listen, get something to take notes with on this one. And it may take you more than one listen to to get the full information here. And, and you're definitely going to want to dive deeper into this. So let's go to our interview with Mr. Jeff Hagee. Hi, Jeff. Welcome. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to connect with you. We have a mutual friend in Tammy Matheny, and, and she connected us. And I'm excited for our conversation today. You bet. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, Tammy introduced us. And after I looked into it, I was really excited to be on here with you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That, that makes us feel good about what we're doing here. I feel like there's a lot of synergy between what you do and, and what we do and, and how we work with youth and the, and the things that we want to do to help youth thrive. Uh, but for our audience who may have, this may be their first time uh, meeting you or seeing you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself to our audience? Absolutely. Thank you. So I've got quite a diverse background. 
you know, I graduated from school, had a major in entrepreneurship and really wanted to be doing something on my own, had an opportunity to get in the banking industry right away. But I was also a professional rodeo cowboy at the time. And so I turned down the opportunity, um, just figured I'd go be a cowboy the rest of my life. But about six months later, since I was married, had a kid on the way, I thought I should probably look at a real job too. And I did go back to the bank and got into the banking industry. And then in 2005, I was with one of my clients and he was building homes at the time. And he had a catalog on his desk for artificial stone that they put on their homes. And I thought I can do that. And so I quit the bank and started making rocks. <laughs> Went and I found a place in Missouri that taught me how to do the manufacturing. I lived in Canada at the time and opened a factory there in Canada, opened another one in Utah in 2006. And, you know, with what the housing industry has done between 2005 and now we pivoted a lot, but I also had the opportunity um, as I put a team together and did a lot of different things. Mentorship and coaching was something I was always interested in. And I had a lot of opportunity to take different trainings and certifications. And the last three years or so is when I really got into a lot more of the business coaching and taking that on. But I've also been a basketball coach for the last 20 years. And, you know, sports has been part of my life forever. And one of the things that really intrigued me was I've got a mastermind group. And mm. my, one of my assistant coaches from the basketball team was in that mastermind group. And I would host that mastermind from our film room at the school. Cause as soon as I was done, I had to get out to basketball practice and he would usually be in his truck joining the mastermind call. And we'd come into practice at the same time and be like, you've got to teach this team what you just were talking about with all those business guys on that call. And that's when I really started looking at, you know, there's so many correlations between athletics and entrepreneurship and life in general. And so it kind of diversified what I'm doing now. I still, business coaching is a big chunk of what I do, but I'm working a lot more with athletes on, on different things as well. So it's something I really love. Before we dive into some of the concepts that you teach, I want to go back to the rodeo cowboy. Uh, you bet. <laughs> so what were you doing? What was, what was your event? I was a steer wrestler. So I was the one that you chase down a steer, jump off a perfectly good horse onto the steer's horns and wrestle them to the ground. <laughs> third cowboy, third uh, participant in rodeos that we've interviewed. And the first one that's doing a steel wrestler, the other two were barrel racers. So. Cool. Very cool. Steer wrestling is the easy part. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, Brandon, let's see that going. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it to Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, one of the things that, that I know that, that you teach and one of the things that you like to talk about is, is momentum, getting momentum in life. In fact, on your website, I noticed you have a, a product called the Momentum Series and stuff. What do you mean by that? And, and what is that exactly? You know, that's something that I actually developed right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I obviously didn't know how long it was going to last, but what I was seeing right at the beginning was there was a lot of people that were getting thrown out of alignment with what they were doing. And, you know, there's a few things that I was really thinking we were going to see happen is one, people were getting thrown out and losing their confidence. Two, 
they didn't know what they were going to do. They're waiting for someone to give them some direction and help them figure out the way. And they're just sitting back waiting for someone to tell them what to do. And, and three, just not having real set goals and understanding how to set goals and understanding their purpose or their why behind each goal. And so in the momentum series, I talk about that is, you know, the first time that I walked into a grocery store and the shelves were empty, it was really a shock to the system. Mm. And, you know, going to Costco and having to wait in line to get into the store. And that's when I started thinking, you know what, this is, if we sit back and wait for the pandemic to end, not knowing it was going to be this long before we started seeing some changes, if we wait until it ends, then everyone tries to get back to normal. It's going to be like standing in line and everything opens up and the shelves are empty again. And so my whole thought behind that whole thing was trying to give people some direction on, you know, anytime there's a downturn, anytime there's problems, there's opportunities. And rather than sitting back, waiting for someone to tell you, okay, it's okay to move forward now. It's okay to start doing things. You got to start looking for those opportunities now. And you've got to start taking some action. You know, even with all the restrictions, you know, people losing jobs, people, all the different things that were happening, it was still something you needed to be proactive rather than sitting back waiting for someone to say go. And so that's, I put it together right at the beginning of the pandemic and hopefully I've had a lot of people going through it. Hopefully it's been something that's been helpful because it's something I've just been given away on my website. Was it targeted more for just people in general or in what specific audience uh, has responded to it, I guess? Probably the majority have been not only entrepreneurs, but people that, you know, maybe have always wanted to be an entrepreneur wanted to do something on their own and you know what I've never done anything because I've had such a good secure job that I'm just gonna live forever in and all of a sudden I don't have a job anymore that job that I was tied to and married to is gone and so you know now's I mean that's a great example yeah it's a tragedy that they lost that job but it's also maybe there's a blessing there there's your opportunity let's figure out where you're going and what you need to do so I know you focus a lot working with, with uh, entrepreneurs and coaching folks on mindset. And what you said just really drives at that mindset where there are problems, there are opportunities. How, how, do you, how do we get people to realize that? I mean, sometimes I think that those of us who are in this kind of industry, we almost live in a bubble because we surround ourselves with people that have that same mindset. They look for chances, but we, the majority of the world is just really not like that. So how do we get people to just do it? And for our audience, which is youth audience, how do we convince them? I mean, that's, that's even tougher. It is. And I think a lot of it comes down to training yourself to recognize those things because it's the same thing as failure. You know, you hear people all the time, oh, failure is just a learning experience, fail fast, all those different things. Like, like failure is a good thing until you're the one failing. It really stinks, you know, it's not as easy as it sounds in these cliche sayings, but really it is. You've got to learn from those failures and what you can grow from them. So it's the same thing in a situation like that. You've got to have the mindset to be able to stop yourself and recognize you're in that situation and recognize that, okay, what are the things that I can control? 
what are the things that are out of my control? What are the things I can control? And let's focus on what I control and figure out what we need to need to do going forward. You find that's harder for youth to grasp or is it a, is a concept because of maybe their lack of experience that they can, you know, more readily accept? You know what, that, I mean, that's the thing. I remember when I first started getting into my own entrepreneurial journey, that was one of the lessons I took from one of my mentors right away is youth is a advantage. You know, you've got all your life behind you that you've built up, but the reality is your life's ahead of you. And so that's where I think they've got to wrap their mind around that, that as a youth, you have opportunities that you can step out of your box more and more because really you lose everything. What have you really lost? Do you have a house? Do you have a car? Do you, you know, all those things. So you do have the ability to take some more risks, but it's still same. What I was saying about failure. It doesn't matter if you're a, if you're 50 or 15 failure, isn't fun, but when you can recognize it as it's happening and say, okay, rather than, you know, weep in this failure for a year, what am I learning? What can I control? And what can I change going forward? What are the things that, yeah, I really hate that this happened, but I don't have any control over them. So what can I focus on? Because if, the more and more we focus on the uncontrollable things, the more and more we just stay stuck. So it doesn't matter if it's, you know, getting cut from a sports team. Can you mm -hmm. control that? No, you can't control that you got cut, but you can control. Do you still want to go after that goal of Michael Jordan gets cut from his, was his sophomore team? And so what does he do? He takes control of the situation, practices, and kind of ended up pretty good. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just slightly. But I also really realized, I mean, that, you know, he was a sophomore and got cut from a, a varsity team. Being from North Carolina, I can't imagine and knowing that area they grew up in that, that there were 10, 12 guys that were juniors and seniors that were better than him. And they're actually, if I remember the story correct, there was a sophomore on that team that made it. So there was a kid that was, you know, that the coach said, hey, this kid at your age is better than you. You yeah. know, and the man ended up being the goat. And, and you know, and like, hey, uh, I guess that could be their one claim to fame is, you know, I made the team over Michael Jordan when I was 15 years old. That's right. <laughs> Brandon has had a lot of experience as well. And in athletes, um, this mindset concept of failure, is that something that, that, that you've had to struggle with as well? Brandon? Oh, me? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was throwing back at Jeff on that one, but yeah, it's, Failure, um, actually, I was just speaking at, at, a, at a, a conference, a leadership conference the other day, and the students asked me, they said, how do you deal with failure? They're like, you've, you've done so many things, and I've imagined you've failed a whole bunch. And I said, well, first off, I failed a lot more than a whole bunch. Every two times I get a success, there's about 98 times I failed. They said, well, how do, you, how do you get used to it? How do you keep going and going and going? And I said, Jeff, you can probably agree with this. There just becomes a point where you just get tired of it. And you're just like, you know what, if I fail, I don't care. I'm just going to keep moving forward. And you just, you have to get into the practice of just failing, small failures, small failures, and a medium failure, then a big failure. For too long, it's just second habit. And you get used to the failures. But, like, you know, 
as high school student, you know, and do, doing uh, basketball, I mean, I was always a six man and I got tired of being a six man. So my senior year, I was like, forget it. I'm no longer the six man. And I like, I spent every day in the summer working 14 hours on the farm during harvest, going to the gym two hours a night, waking up at six o'clock the next morning, start all over. And I was like, I'm going to get better. Like I saw the circumstances. And I knew what I needed to do. And it was practice, get in the gym. Fast forward, and I ended up being one of the top 10 basketball players in the state of Oklahoma for Class B. And it's just like the mindset, um, a lot of stuff that you're, that you're touching already, Jeff, and some of the things I've seen on your website, which is jeffheggy.com, it's just really incredible um, because I wish I would have had some of these mindsets even as a middle schooler, um, even as a grade schooler, because the more that you're able to build these mindsets in an early age, the further you can get. I have one of my friends, his name's Caleb Maddox. He's, he was Forbes 30 under 30 at the age of 14 years old, self-made millionaire. His dad didn't pay him to do chores. His dad paid him to read books and give book reports. So he got in that mindset early on as a kid. And obviously he does phenomenal now, um, but the, the, the track that you're on, especially working on these students and getting them involved in a mindset journey from the very beginning is huge. That's so amazing that you're doing that, Jeff. You know, that that's Caleb's amazing, by the way. But yeah. um, that's something I've reflected a lot on, you know, because I started coaching basketball right after I graduated and I, I coached and I was coaching varsity high school boys and my daughter was in fourth grade and I met the gym with her and we were in Southern Alberta in Canada. And there was a girl from our community that was just my daughter's hero. She had got a scholarship. She played in the U S and was playing division one and was doing really well. She played for team Alberta and it, it was just really good. And my daughter was in fourth grade and she says, I want to be like Julie. I want to, I want to play for team Alberta. And that's when I quit coaching varsity boys. And I started coaching her and I had the opportunity. Wow. I coached her all the way through. We, when we moved to Arizona, it was her junior year. And I thought that was probably the end of my basketball coaching but when we got her registered the athletic director says and I understand you're a basketball coach <laughs> and so that gave me the opportunity to keep going but wow. one of the things that I've really recognized is yeah she she was able to she went and played for team Alberta for three years until we moved here and then she played down here and had a great career and I've talked to her about it. I said you know what if I it was one of the cliche if I knew then what I know now <laughs> you would have been better. I would have been a better coach. You would have been a better athlete, but I was coaching you to the best of my knowledge, but I didn't have the education of mindset and understanding that I have now. And if I did, I could have helped you be a better athlete, but, and that, and that's what I love because, and actually um, the year before COVID hit, was I, I said I'd coach till she graduated. I ended up coaching a few more years, but she was going to be playing college ball. And so I said, I'm done coaching because I'm going to be traveling to follow her around. And with COVID and everything, she ended up coming home and she ended up coaching the junior high team. And wow. I ended up being her assistant coach. And so <laughs> the, the cool part about it was though, we had these, you know, junior high kids that were focused on mindset. They're, they're all listening every week. They've got to listen to a certain number of my podcasts and tell us what they learned from it and stuff. So it, it was fun. It was, it was really fun. Nice. 
That's awesome. So if we uh, if we've got parents or youth that are listening to us or watching us, and they're thinking this sounds wonderful for you athlete people, um, we like athletes, but it's not going to be the focus of our life. This is not going to be focused on. How can they apply it to their lives? How how can they apply it to school or just life in general? How does that mesh? Absolutely. You know, like I was saying with my mastermind, there's so many things, you know, I'm in there teaching concepts to entrepreneurs in my mastermind group. And I come out and my assistant coach is saying, Hey, you need to teach these girls. And it was the same concepts I was teaching to the entrepreneurs that I taught to these high school basketball players. And there's really so much that correlates between athletics, between entrepreneurship and between life in general. You know, I look at a lot of the things that I live by today are things that I learned from my basketball coaches or football coaches or hockey coaches growing up. And I think there's a lot to be learned from that. And I actually, I have for quite some time besides coaching basketball, I've worked with some athletes one-on-one and doing different things, but you know, you go on my website and you see the confident athlete program that wasn't there. It was, I've got some programs for high achievers, mindset secrets. I've got some things that are more focused on either just people that are trying to set their goals, achieve things in life or entrepreneurship. But I was actually on a call and it was with a bunch of uh, female entrepreneurs. And one of them who knew my background a bit says, you know, this same stuff you're teaching us, I need you to teach my daughter. She's an athlete with the pandemic. Her mental game is gone. You know, her goals don't exist anymore. All those things. And I said, okay, give me a week. And that's when I started the confident athlete. I just scrambled for a week, got that together. But a lot of the stuff that I teach, even in the confident athlete, it's life lessons. It's, I I was actually, um, my, my nephew that's in the other room right now, he plays division one football. And I was just talking to him about this because he's in the confident athlete right now. I said, these things that we're talking about are focused on athletics right now but you take the athletics out of them. These are life lessons. These, it doesn't matter if it's, we're talking football right now. It's the same things that you're going to apply throughout your life. And he actually was showing me some of the things that his coach sends him every week. You know, the email he got from his coach today wasn't about conditioning, wasn't about football. It was about compound interest. And I think that's, what's important is especially as youth, they might be focused on athletics right now, but they've got to understand where they go after that and how these things apply to their lives and how these are life lessons that they're learning. So where do they start? I mean, what's step one? You got a kid whose confidence is shaken. And and I think I can attest to that. I have a son who just graduated three weeks, two weeks ago from high school and his entire senior year, you know, is just, just a whirlwind. It was so chaotic and football for him did not happen at all. Like he thought, you know, he had plans of, uh, of uh, doing great things last fall. Well, we didn't play in the fall. We played in the winter Well, he got sick beforehand. So he started practice late. Then he got injured very early. So his confidence is totally shot throughout the entire season. How do we start getting them a, a student, a youth, who has shaken? They 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 are told at school they maybe are not uh, pretty, they're not smart, 
they're told so many negative things. So much stuff is poured into them negative. Social media tells them they're bad. They look at all these perfect people on social media and they don't measure up. How do we start them on this road to being confident? What, what is step one? I'm a parent. I want to know. What's step one? They've got to have the purpose. They've got to know what their purpose is. And you know what? In my High Achievers Mindset Secrets course, in my Confident Athletes course, they all start at different degrees with the exact same stuff I start with in the Momentum Series, which is free. And that is going through a process of talking about confidence and then talking about how to set goals. And then I think the most important thing in there is a process that I learned from Dean Graziosi. I know he learned it from someone else and I don't remember who to give credit to for it, but I learned it from Dean. And it's- Well, a, we at Ziegler said everything good came from Ziegler. So eventually it had to come That's back. I think that's where it ended up. Yeah, <laughs> it just trickled down. Tom Ziegler, you can send me a check for that little promotion. There. I appreciate it. But it's called Seven Levels Deep. And it's a process of going through each of your goals and figuring out your real why behind it, your real purpose. And, you know, for one, for a goal, when you really figure out your why behind it, that's what's going to get you up in the morning. Cause there's not every day that you're going to get up excited about going to work at your goal. But when you have a real purpose behind it, when you are determined, cause you know, this is the reason I'm working towards this goal, then it's a lot more powerful and easy to go after those things. And I think that's really where a lot of these kids are struggling right now. Like, what's my purpose? You know, I've been, mm-hmm. I've been focused on football for, since I was in second, I, I was on a recruiting trip with my son when all the lockdowns with pandemic start, we had to cut the trip short and he was the same thing going into his senior year and everything got scrapped. And so, you know, been working for years and years to get to this point. And all of a sudden they're not supposed to worry about it anymore. Their season gets canceled. They're not supposed to worry about it anymore. Their recruiting gets messed up because all the kids playing right now get an extra year of eligibility. You know, it messed up a lot of these kids' plans. And so what is their purpose? Have they lost their purpose? And I think going through these processes and understand, you know, actually tonight I've got a call with my confident athlete program and that's on my list. The first thing I've got down there is why are you playing and who are you playing for? Because, you know, unless you end up playing professionally for years and years, it is going to come to an end regardless. Right. And so there's more to life than football. And as someone that loves sports all my life, it wasn't something that was easy for me to say, yeah, there's more to life than basketball, <laughs> you know, but it's something they've got to realize that is there what's my purpose and what's my purpose beyond my sport if I'm playing a sport I love that you start with purpose that is so strong that is really strong because I feel like they do feel like sometimes their purpose is is what they can show of themselves or what they can uh their outward uh persona is going to be you know, am I going to be star on this? Am I going to be this? Uh, without finding what a, a deeper purpose is. So, so let's dive in on that. I, I didn't think we'd go this direction, but all is how, they, how do they define their purpose? How, how would you guide them to find what that deeper purpose is in life? That's, and I work with youth a lot and, and getting them to think that deep. That's most of the time that is, 
when you find a youth that is able to think on those levels, it is someone who has had a lifetime of family pouring into them to help them think about this. But my experience has been that is the minority of youth. The majority are not thinking about that. They're thinking about superficial things. So how do we help them find that deeper purpose? Well, one, I think, you know, obviously they need to know what their values are and where those values lie. And then what I go through in the Momentum series is saying, okay, let's, let's visualize now with the circumstances you're in now. Put yourself out a year from now. You know, let's future focus here. Put yourself out a year from now and you just had the best year of your life you know, whatever that is, whether it's sports, outside of sports, whatever it is, what would make that the best year of your life? Mm. And then that's how we narrow down. Okay. If, if getting to that point is what you consider the best year of your life, we just figured out your goals. And then that's when we say, okay, you're getting, you're doing X in whatever it is a year in a year from now, you want to be at this point. So that's your goal. And then that's when we go through the seven levels deep. We say, okay, why do you want that? And how the seven levels deep is, is you know, I, I even, I've always, since Simon Sinek started talking about knowing your why, I thought I knew my why. And then what you do is you say, okay, you want to get there. Why? And they tell you and you say, okay, you want to get there because you want this. Why? And it's funny because you do that seven times and usually by about the fourth or fifth time, they think they've got it, but that's when they start getting vulnerable and they'll be like really getting into the emotional part of why they want to achieve something. And it might be, you know, family, it might be something deep because they wanted something and they've never got it from their parents or they want, you know, whatever it is, but when, and it's, it's not a quick process. It's something that you've got to put a lot of time and effort into because you've got to come from the heart. But once you go through that and you go seven levels deep of why you really get some incredible results. And there usually are a lot of emotions involved with them at that time, but it also puts a lot of purpose behind those goals. We're going to be hashtagging seven levels after this. Uh, <laughs> All right, Gen Z audience, if you stuck with us this far, I want to see some hashtags of seven <laughs> levels there because that's 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 rich. You like that, Brandon? That's absolutely 100% really great stuff. And I came across something similar of what you just mentioned, Jeff, and it really helps you find, you know, the, the nitty gritty of what you're doing and why you're doing it. So it's really awesome that you focus on that because it's, it's impactful. It's what it is. You know, even just to share a story with you, I look at my own daughter, I said, I started coaching her in fourth grade. And, you know, in my courses, I talk about a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And I was, I was instilling a fixed mindset in her without even knowing it, but it was stuff like, no, you don't, you know, you're at the age, all your friends are getting jobs and stuff. Your job right now is basketball. You're going to go play for team Alberta. You don't have time for work. You know, here's our goals. You've got it. You're going to achieve these things. And, you know, it gets to the point she and I've had these conversations with her and you know she gets to the point she's at college and COVID hits and everything's screwed up and it's like really looking at it you know how much I know you love the game I know it's something you've been passionate about all your life but how much of that also was I can't disappoint dad mm -hmm. because he's put his life into I mean 
I mean, it's great. We had great vacations. Every one of them involved a basketball tournament, but it was what we did. And, you know, I, I remember I adopted a little boy from the Congo. And, you know, when he got home, I think he just thought that's what America was made up of is gyms <laughs> because that's where we <laughs> lived. <laughs> but uh, it's really, you know, because they, they get to that point where if they're having a struggle, it's, you know, am I playing for me? Am I playing because dad's expecting this? Mom's expecting this? You know, really, what is the purpose I'm doing this? And they've got to be able to be vulnerable and talk about those things. Wow. This is good stuff. This is as a parent, you know, while ago when you said, I wish I'd have known then what I know now. <laughs> uh, I'm, at, I'm at the same point. Uh, listening to these types of things I had two, my oldest two, very athletic. The oldest was very, very focused, very mindset. All-American swimmer as a senior. Decided, you know, that she did not want to do college swimming because really she figured that to go to the university that she wanted to go to, she was never going to be their top three or four in, in the events that she thought because she knew what they were capable of. And she knew what was going to happen, so she 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 backed off of that. But she still did well. Her her brother more athletic, but has had more obstacles that were really out of his control. And I think it has affected that whole mindset. And and I wonder, in listening to you, sometimes how often maybe was he playing because of us, because of it was our you know our expectation, or was it because it was fun? You know, was it so, right. something that was either was he achieving those things that he was achieving in school because he wanted to be the best he could be in school, the best he could be as far as relationships with friends, or was it because of what uh, you know the expectations that was set upon him by being a member of this family? So, um, hmm. what I don't know, what I didn't know then that I wish I knew. <laughs> One question that I always ask, if if I remember it, uh, is to to tell us what the greatest piece of advice that you have ever been given was. Wow, the, you know what? Um, I think this question opens up a lot of doors because one of the things that I truly believe in is everyone needs a mentor. Everyone needs a coach or a mentor, someone that they can always turn to. And I've been fortunate enough to have a lot throughout my life, and so I've had a lot. But probably one of the ones that really stands out to me is at one point, someone said to me, if you could go back and tell your 17-year-old self anything, what would it be? And I, I don't even remember what I said. And he said, the thing I would tell myself is not to believe my own lies. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, how many times do we give ourselves all these limiting beliefs that we can't do this, we can't do that, you know? I can't be the top three if I go into that university on the swim team, right? Why not, right? And so I think that's been one of the best is don't believe your own lies. Mm. That's my, my favorite Ziegler quote kind of relates to that. You are what you are and where you are by what goes into your mind. You can change what you are and you can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. And I think that's great. Jeff, how can they, how can our audience uh, find you? Uh, they're excited. They want to, they want to get more information. They want to see this. Where can they find you? How can they connect? 
Absolutely. Best place is my website, jeffhege.com. It's J-E-F-F-H-E-G-G-I-E.com. Um, social media wise, I'm on everything. I'm probably most active on Instagram. It's Jeff Hagee coaching, but also I've got three podcasts. Um, I've got the Jeff Hagee show, which is a weekly one, the Jeff and Heidi show, which is focused on entrepreneurs. And that's a weekly one, but probably when we're talking about these things, my most impactful is, uh, daily success strategies. And that actually started out as one of my clients that wanted a little bit of motivation every day. And so I was sending him a little voice memo and pretty soon it was like, well, I'll send him a little video. And well, if I'm doing that, I might as well put it on YouTube. And pretty soon it turned into a podcast. And today I think was episode 312 or something, but usually it's focused on motivation, mindset and things like that. And so you know, if these are the things that they're interested in, that's definitely a podcast that is going to be beneficial for them. But it's Jeff Hagee Daily Success Strategies. Audience, we're going to put all of that information in the show notes. If you look down in the show notes, if you're watching this, if you're listening, you'll just have to click on whatever browser that you're on to find it. But we'll have all those links for you in the show notes so that you can have a direct link to them. Jeff, it's been powerful. Brandon, hasn't it? Yeah, Jeff, you're amazing, man. It's an honor to be on this on this with you. Yeah, no, appreciate it. I mean, I'm taking notes. <laughs> you know, I guess one that we talked about um, that I encourage them all because it's free, jeffhagey.com slash momentum and get the free momentum series. I signed up for that so that I would know how to uh, talk to you. So it's been coming to my, awesome. Thank you. Coming to my email. Uh, hey, Jeff, so, I got a quick question for you. Um sure. So one of the things I've been doing on Instagram, my story is a book a day. I call it book a day, June. And I just did my 21st book today. And it was by one of my mentors. My question to you and to the audience is if you could recommend one book to really help, whether it's a student, whether it's even a parent who needs some guidance, what book would you recommend to them? Well, I mean, it's, there's so many, I mean, if, if you're watching this on video, you can see my bookshelf behind me, but um, you know, you, you mentioned one of Zig's quotes uh, a moment ago. The, the one quote that I probably, and I don't know if I say it exactly right, but I've probably used more than anything is you can get anything you want in life as long as you help enough people get what they want. And so, of course, anything by Zig is amazing. Um, but if I'm, I'm looking at youth, um, that's a tough one. Pro- probably I like going back to some of the oldies and... Um, how to win friends and influence people has so much in there. If you can get a kid to read it. And I mean, if it helps Warren Buffett read it as a kid. So <laughs> if, if that, if that's motivation that it worked out for him, but I think there's, you know, it doesn't matter. It's written over a hundred years ago or how, whenever it was yeah. written, there's so much in there that you can get out of that. We could do a whole podcast just talking about books. Oh yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, just just do a whole episode of what our favorite books is, and starting with the old ones, the ones that people might not think of. I mean, people think Absolutely. about you know, starts with Why by Simon Sinek. I mean, that's a popular one now, and so many things by Maxwell, and so many different things. But you know, you mentioned uh, Dale, Dale Carnegie, his books, or um, um, oh gosh, there's so many of them I can't even think of. Norman Vincent Peale's books, and and just countless numbers of them. And I actually, I, I do get asked a lot about books and I do different book reviews and stuff. And so 
on my website, jeffhagey.com at the top. If you go to the menu, you can click on, I don't remember if it's reading list or books, but all my books are on there. All right. I'm looking at it right now. So, well, thank you, Jeff, for being our, our, our guest today. Uh, thank you, audience, for joining us. Make sure, audience, that you like, share, and comment this. Someone that you know needs this, and you need to share it with them. You need to bookmark this and share it with them. So until our next show, we'll see you later. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us, too, on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.